How are you all doing? We are blessed and highly favored. How are you all doing? We are blessed and highly favored. Amen. Lord, amen. Amen. Thank you very much, Minister of Prayer. God bless you. All right. Um, we will continue tonight by asking for reflection from the last reflection from the last uh, class. Who will go for us? Reflection, please. I'll go that to All right, thank you. Okay, we discussed um, the chapters in Romans chapter one, verse 22, and Romans eight, verse 20. And you said, um, the spirit help us and intercede in our weakness when we don't know how to pray. And um, when Abraham was interceding for Lot, he didn't know how far the intersection would go. He didn't even know how much generation he was interceding for and how many people would be affected by his prayers. And Abraham was always prayerful. He was always interceding. Um, he came upon a lot of challenges that challenged him, but he still continued to go on. And he told the story of a man. He was always standing in the gap, interceding and praying for other people. But like when it was his time to come around, he felt like, um, Nothing wasn't going for him. Like he felt like he was suffering. And um, he would always cry out. He always had a need to cry out when it was his turn. And he said, when we are in the position to help someone or if someone comes to us and cry before us, we should be gentle and help them. And we should be careful how we treat other people. And we must all remember that we are all connected regardless of what country or where we come from, we are all one and we are to intercede for another, for each other. And you went back to Abraham and you said he was interceding and God said he was gonna destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, but it was only Lot and his family that was there. And Lot's wife turned into a pillow of salt and Lot was very disappointed and he wasn't interested in the will of God anymore. And the angel showed up to him and asked him to go to a particular place for restoration. But he said no, because he felt very disappointed. He lost his wife and now his children are motherless. And that's why he refused to go to that place. So he went where he wanted to go. And um, he also said that um, there's times when we feel like God is not giving us what we want and we just do as we desire and we end up in the wrong position. And you said, um, afterwards when Abraham didn't listen and he went to the place that he wanted to go, his children end up raping him. 
So we have to be careful of the things we choose and stay in the will of God and always be obedient because there's consequences at the end. Um, that's where I'm going to stop. Amen. Amen. Shall we appreciate her? Amen. Great, 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 great. All right. Who else will give us reflection? Who else? Thank you very much, Sister Felicia. Who else? Amen. Who else will give us reflection from last week, please? All right. Is everybody awake, Sister? Sister Lily? Yes, ma'am. Reflection from last week, please. Oh my goodness. Reflection from last week. Reverend Althea, okay. can you help us? Okay. Evanathia, Sister Beverly, can somebody help us with last week, please? You need to um, last week's reflection. I wasn't. I was. I wasn't on for last week, but I can tell what I had before that. Um. Last of the last note that I have, you were saying that um, when we do not know where people's wealth comes from, we should not um, begrudge them of it. <laughs> you also say that there are beautiful women in church that their job is not the best. And so when we see folks rising up in life, we should be careful how we become jealous of them because we do not know the struggles that they go through. We do not know the challenges that they're going through. And many times we begrudge people not knowing the pain that they go through to gain the wealth or to gain the good things that they have in life. Many people sacrifice much um, to gain what they have. And so you said we should spend more time interceding for people rather than being jealous of them. You also pray, say that um, Abraham's intercession for Lot went a very far way. He didn't even know how far his intercession for Lot was going because his, his intercession took a lot out of many misfortune. And, um, and his, his intercession for Lot um, went across many, many generations. And you mentioned Ruth, where um, Ruth entered into that generation because of Abraham's prayer. Also, um, you said that
you said that there was a pastor. This was this was very painful. You said there was a pastor who, um, whenever time he have need in his need financial need or other needs, the before the the church would um, respond to his need, he had to bow down and beg them. That is so painful. That is truly painful. And he cried out to God after he got really tired of that. And the Lord comforted him and let him know that one day the table will turn around. And when the Lord said that, he asked God not to kill them. And you, you said to us, you made a plea to, the, to the, the, the platform that if we are ever in a position to help others, we should help and we should never let anyone have to cry to us before we, we, we help because we don't know how far that cry will go and we don't know how much that cry will touch the heart of God. Because um, when that happened, a lot of times it can backfire on the one that withhold their hand from helping others. You also say that when Lot's wife turned into a pillar of salt, um, she, it, it was because she kept looking back on what she left behind her. And you said that we all get to a place where we think that God did not come through for us. And when we do that, doubt enters into our heart, doubt enter into our mind. And sometimes if we are not careful, we can lose so many things, just as though um, Lot's wife lost her life. And you said that after Lot's wife turned into a pillar of salt is that he was so disappointed. It was like he, he, um, he lost interest in God for a while. He lost interest in doing the will of the Lord. And um, because of that, it ended up that he went against God's will and God allowed him to do what he wanted to do, which ended up in... Um, really a disastrous thing for his family because had he gone where God has sent him, his daughters would have gained husbands of their own. But after a while, they realized that there was no man around and to maintain the seed of their father, they ended up sleeping with him, which created a curse on that family. And from that, it created Moab and Ammon. And these were two nations that were accursed. You said that Moabites indulge in witchcraft and the Ammonites indulge in other diabolical activities and even human sacrifices. You said Abraham's intercession was a seed which went beyond the Ammonites and the Moabites because Ruth came out of Moab and because of Abraham's intercession, Ruth was saved 
um, and from from it, yeah, we had um, through many generations the Savior was born. He went on to say that our tithes and our sacrifice speaks greatly for us. And we looked at how Abimelech, was it Abimelech? Um, Naomi's husband, when she left the land. Elimelech. Abimelech, yes. Eli, Eli, E-L-I, Elimelech. Elimelech, yes. When he left the land um, of Judah, and he went to settle in Moab in the unfortunate place. <laughs> His children ended up marrying people from there, this accursed land. And his children died as well as he. They both died, which left Naomi in a very fretful situation. And in spite of that, Ruth came through for her because of the many years of intercession that Abraham spoke. Because of Ruth, Naomi's life was saved and she was restored. And out of that restoration also came hope. So it's so very important for us to remember to intercede. Intercession is so very important. And when the Lord asks us to pray, we should not withhold our prayer. And when um, someone comes to us and is in need, we should not withhold our giving. And when a minister asks for help, we should not allow that minister to cry before we extend her hand. And um, that part really touched me about that pastor. And it is something that um, we should strive never to let happen to us. That's what I, I got. Amen. Shall we appreciate the evangelist? Uh, Amen. Who else? Evangelist Sarah, what did you learn last week? Uh, I was... Uh... I, I was late getting on Dr. Pauline, but no, I don't uh, like excuses. What did no, you No, 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 no. I'm telling you what I learned. I was just saying that I was late coming on <laughs> here now. And I'm sorry for being late coming on Zoom now. Okay. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so last, last week, uh, you, you speak on Roman uh, 1 verse from verse 22. And you said this passage is one about how we exchange truth for lies. What do we get? when we converse with some people. There are false celebrations out there, but we don't know the where we don't know the roots. So we must know the roots before we start following because it's not all that glitter is gold. When we are praying, we don't know what we are praying for. And we don't know how our prayer will get answered. Intercessory prayer is connected to forgiveness. And you expound on Romans 8 from verse 18 to 29, where it says, likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmity, for we know not how we should pray as we ought to, but the Spirit itself make an intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he who searcheth our heart, he knoweth the mind of the Spirit, because he make intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And all things work together for good to them who love the Lord and to them who are called according to his purpose. And you uh, you, this, you, said this passage answer a lot of questions, you know, regarding, you know, when we pray and the way we pray. You focus on verse 26 
and you asked uh, the question, you know, you said, how long did Abraham pray? When Abraham interceded for Lot, he did not know how far the intercession would go. He did not know how many generations would be affected by his prayer. And sometimes we don't know how far our prayers go. Lot had children, but Abraham did not have any children of his own. Lot was residing under Abraham's covering and, he, and Abraham was interceding for him, even though uh, he did not get answer for his prayer. Because of Abraham's intercession, God will go to Abraham and said, the outcry have come before me. When we were in a position to help someone, we have to be careful of how we help someone. We must be careful of how we treat one another. We are connected. Our destiny are like words knitted together. Is, uh, and you gave an example of your husband. You know, I share that again. You gave you an example of your husband. You said when you were engaged, uh, your brother and another member of your family, they, you know, say how your husband looked like your father. And, you know, that is to show us that, you know, is your husband, he's from another part of this world, but somehow both of you were connected, you know, to the point where, you know, he's your husband now. But then there is a resemblance. So that, you know, show that we're all connected. You say everything is a type of network. And so is intercession. Intercession prayer are like networking, connecting us to different people in different parts of the world. Then you went on to talk about our permissive will. You said people are reading the Bible, but they're not understanding the Bible. Abraham was in... It was in intercession when God said he was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And uh, you went on to talk about Lot's wife. Lot's wife was turned into a pillar of salt uh, because she was a very stubborn. And her stubbornness, you know, caused her to, you know, I guess she didn't listen. She didn't, you know, get out of uh, Sodom when she was supposed to get out. She became a pillar of salt. And um, her daughters, Lot and his daughters were frustrated. And, you know, just like us, we all get to a place where we feel disappointed and no longer interested in the will of God. Because, you know, we might be praying and our prayers are not getting answered. And it's not, sometimes it's not that our prayers will not get answered, but it's not in the time when we expect it to get answered. Because, you know, as, this, as Solomon said, you know, in Ecclesiastes, it, there's a time and a season for everything under the sun. And, you know, sometimes, as you would always say, Dr. Polly, we want the microwave fix. We want stuff to just happen like right now. But, you know, God timing, you know, is, you know, the, you know, is the best timing. You know, we're, we, uh, we read about Lazarus when he died. Uh, Jesus was four days late you know, but he was on time because he raised Lazarus from the dead. <laughs> so when God told Lot to go to a place, he did not go to where God was sending him. He went where he wanted to go. It seems better to him, you know, the place that he chose to go because just as you said before, all that glitter is not gold. And in our culture, we say it's always, the, the grass always look green on the other side. And this is what is called permissive will. 
his daughters could not get husband to marry. So they, you know, they went, you know, there were no husband in, for them to marry, to raise children of their own. So they went into their father. They went in unto their father. They got impregnated. And uh, one had a child, Ammon, the other had a child, Moab. And those were, you know, uh, the Ammonites and the Moabites. Moab, uh, because it was permissive, will the Ammonites and the Moabites are no longer around. The Ammonites and the Moabites involve themselves in all kinds of diabolical activity. Uh, uh, they, you know, uh, they sacrifice their children, you know, and they worship, you know, other deities other than God. And the Ammonites and the Moabites would never enter into God's presence. You went on to say, our sacrifice tithes first put an offer we speak for us. You know, when we have need and we go to, you know, people are praying for us, like you, Dr. Pauline, you know, interceding for us. Sometimes, you know, there's, you know, there got to be something to stand on, whether it's our tithe or offering or seed, you know, free will offering, there must be something to stand on. How we give to the Lord how consistent we are and how we serve will speak for us. The integrity of God is faithfulness. Abraham had one son and that son was a promise. In the realms of intercession, we need to be dedicated, honest and sincere in order for our prayers to go through. If we are not sincere, how far will our prayers go? God tried Abraham another time when he told him to give up his son, Isaac. That was the only son he had. At the um, when that, that wasn't the only son he had, but uh, Sarah, that was Sarah's only child at the time. And um, God told, uh, told Abraham to give up Isaac. And, you know, when they went, you know, Abraham and Isaac went, you know, Abraham was going to offer up the sacrifice. The woods were there for the fire. But Isaac was wondering, you know, where the sacrifice was going to come from, not knowing that he was the one that was to be sacrificed. However, faith, the God who is so faithful, you know, before he could, you know, sacrifice his own son, God, you know, caused a ram to appear in the ticket. Have you, and you ask the question, have you, have you been rejected in your marriage, in childbearing, on your job? Why are you rejected? You said we should not stop our intercession. We should, we do, do not stop your intercession with honesty and sincerity. God will answer your prayer one day. Ruth paid the price because Abraham made intercession many years ago. We are in Overcomer's house because we are all connected to Adam and Eve, but mm. sin disconnected us. Mm. And, you know, some of us are in situation even right now where, you know, we are praying and we're asking God and we're still not seeing the effect of our prayer. We have not seen the manifestation of our prayer. We have not received answer to our prayer, but you encourage us to continue to trust in God, believe in God, look to God, wait on God, because God is the God who answer prayer, not in our time, but in his time and in this season. And I'll stop there, Dr. Polly. Oh, shall we just bless the Lord? Everybody, just let's appreciate 
Evangelist Sarah. Is everybody there? Amen. Amen. Thank, Amen. You, thank you very much, Evangelist Sarah. You're thank welcome, you. Dr. Polly. That's why I said, don't give me an excuse. Because anytime you give excuse, that is the more information you have. <laughs> Amen. Okay. Yeah, that's why I say don't give excuse because I know you have an information. And I want to thank all of you. Uh, Reverend Afia, it was a good thing. You link, you link it up with two weeks ago when you were here. Because sometimes folks don't remember. And sometimes uh, people don't see the link because it's, it's, it's about 10 months now since we started uh, walking the path of forgiveness. And we have been you know, going to different places that relates to forgiveness. And so I want to thank you that the reflection is good. Those who didn't get it the first time will get it the second time. Those who didn't get it the second time will begin to now understand it. Amen? Okay, let's make our declaration. Welcome to the Garden of Wisdom for the Gathering of Wisdom Bible Studies. The Garden of Wisdom is a place where we discover and dig out the knowledge that leads and direct us on the path of righteousness to fulfill our divine destiny. Please repeat after me. I am here in the garden of wisdom. I am here in the garden of wisdom to gather wisdom, to gather wisdom, to drink from the well of wisdom, to receive instruction, direction, and guidance, and guidance according to the plan and purpose, according according to the plan and purpose that the Lord has predestined for my life. That the that Lord, Lord has for my life. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it all in Jesus' name. I receive it all in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So uh, today, our studies on forgiveness will take another ten. Somebody just sent me something this afternoon about forgiveness that I posted on our platform. When we finish, everybody try and read it about uh, the general overseer of uh, Redeemed Christian Church of God, uh, Reverend Enoch uh, Adiboye. Please read it. This is a powerful man of God who command possibly about a million to two million congregation members. Very, very humble. He's a doctor and professor of mathematics before the Lord called him uh, into ministry. 
this man doesn't carry any title. He just uses simple title, general overseer, that's all. He doesn't run some bishop, reverend, well, no. He even preferred that you call him brother. And he has over 2 million congregation. At any time when he stands, he kneels down to pray. Very, very humble man of God. Fears the Lord. He celebrated his 80th birthday last week. Yes, when you look at this man, you will think he's in his 40s. And uh, I would like you to read the revelation God showed him about forgiveness. And we will discuss it later. If I had gotten hold of it earlier, that would have been the center of our discussion this afternoon. But I want everybody to read it. And next Tuesday, we are going to discuss it because this is the man whose faith has been tested. I don't want to talk too much about how he came to know the Lord, but one area is I had interviewed him before while I was a journalist. Then I was, uh, I was, uh, I was uh, as editorial secretary of a magazine, a Christian magazine, Advance, Foursquare Advance. And uh, I was sent to interview him. How he gave his life to Christ was one of his sons, I can't remember which one, was always crying. This child cries. And it was very, very uncomfortable. Excuse me. Uncomfortable and unbearable. In seeking help for his son, that is how the Lord brought him to the Lord because of a crying baby who never stopped crying. And today, this man is one of the greatest intercessors alive in the whole world. And uh, when this man says, the law reveals, <laughs> there is no doubt. I want you to read how the Lord showed him that churches are full of people who are not ready for heaven. People who are bitter, angry, who are fighting one another. You put two pastors together, they are angry at one another, envious, jealous. And so this time, the environment we are about to enter in our studies on forgiveness is going to take us to a place where we need to examine our Christianity. For some nights now, I have not been sleeping because I would always be awoken to intercede for, um, uh, uh, to intercede for Ukraine and Russia. And uh, this night, 
while I was praying, for whatever reason, I actually did not want to pray for, for, uh, for Russia. But I was cautioned that there are Christians in Russia who don't know what is going on. They don't understand what is going on. And they need prayer because one, uh, Putin, Putin or Putni or whatever his name is, had already told them they cannot use the Bible. They, he has started an internal persecution against Christians. They all didn't know that he was going to attack a nation that professed that they are a Christian nation. So he doesn't want them to pray and to sympathize with the situation. So he actually tried to close down Christianity as it was in the days of Russia, uh, USSR. So I was burdened to pray for the brethren who are within Russia, the Christians who are now, you know, they can go out. They are locked in and they should not be heard praying against their own government. So the Christians in Russia equally need attention, just as the Christians in Ukraine, Poland, Romania, uh, all that environment, they are all now under fear. So we cannot pray for Ukraine alone and not pray for others. And they are families. They are families. Russians have family in Ukraine. Ukrainians have family in, in Russia, Poland, all the surrounding nations, Romania, Belarus Bela, Bela or whatever, all those areas. They are all families connected. So like in Poland now, many people have returned home to their original family. That is how Poland's, uh, uh, the Polish are receiving people coming from uh, 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 Ukraine because they are families. And, uh, <laughs> oh my goodness. So tonight I was challenged mm -hmm. and I said, God, what is happening? Because I saw where Putin was demanding that Zelensky will give him the key of the nation. Wants him to hand over the authority, the rulership, the government over to him, Putin. That is why he kept destroying. So he destroyed until he flattened the whole nation. I, when I saw, I saw, I was crying. He flattened the whole nation. I said, goodness, this is what happened to Joseph and his brothers. One, they wanted to kill him. Two, somebody stood in intercession. Reuben actually stood in intercession. 
and said, please don't kill him. Otherwise, his blood will be upon our hands. And finally, they threw him into the pit. And listen very carefully. When they threw him into the pit, and they saw some merchant passing by who were slave owners and slave buyers. Do you know that those slave owners and buyers were their cousins? When Sarah died, before Sarah died, one, when Sarah didn't have a child, Sarah persuaded Abraham to have a child with Haggai, her maid servant, and Ishmael was given birth to. And the Ishmaelites are the Muslims today. Are you seeing connection? Hello, is everybody there? Yes, Dr. Polly. Are you seeing connection? Yes. Yes. Amen. All right. All right. So the Ishmaelites, Ishmael was the firstborn, the actual firstborn of Abraham. But it was the firstborn by Sarah's slave girl, house girl. Now, Abraham did not marry the house girl. But after Ishmael was born, there was a whole lot of disrespect going on. So they had to let her go. Then when Sarah died, Abraham had a woman. Her name was Keturah. Keturah gave birth to children and they were the Midianites. So the Ishmaelites and the Midianites are stepbrothers to Isaac children, uh, to Isaac. They were stepbrothers to Isaac. So they became cousins. All right. When Abraham was going to uh, was going to die, and he shared his properties, he gave money, gifts, land to the Ishmaelite and uh, to to Ishmael and his descendants, and to uh, Media and their descendants. So these people were worthy merchants, okay? They traded in gold, silver, and all those worthy things. And that is why up to now, the area they occupy still have a lot of gold and oil. Now, these merchants were passing by and Jacob's children decided that instead of leaving Joseph in the pits, let us sell Joseph to the slave, slave merchants. So the Midianites 
bought uh, uh, Jacob, all right, uh, bought uh, Joseph. And the Midianites sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites. So family, within family, they were selling. And that takes us to why Jesus was sold to be crucified. The same way Joseph was sold. And now, those who bought Joseph now sold Joseph to Potiphar as a slave. And in all this, the connection did not matter to any of them. That, oh, why are we buying our own brother? That's our stepbrothers. That's our cousins. That's part of our family. But greed, envy, jealousy, selfishness cause us to do things that we don't realize that the repercussion is waiting for us ahead of time. One day, just like we are together in Overcomer's house, and I said to you, we are all connected from Adam and Eve. Whether you are now a Jamaican, a Russian, <laughs> a Ukrainian, a Romanian, Australian, does not matter. The fact is that we all came from one root. Mm -hmm. We all came from one root. Look, I made mention of my husband and my father. They love Oreo cookies. They love sweet things. My father will eat ice cream for dinner. My husband eats ice cream for dinner. How did it happen? <laughs> you know, when I was praying and somebody came to me and said, hey, your husband is an Oreo cookie man. I said, what is Oreo cookie? He said, somebody who likes sweet things. I said, whoa, sweet things? My mother could not tolerate that from my father. And now I have to go through the same thing. When you are cooking and they are hungry, they don't wait. They go for ice cream. And here we are. You say, oh, my husband is from uh, 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 this part of the world. And my, uh, my father is from this part of the world. But we are connected. So God uses something to bring us together because our destinies are connected. Our lives are connected. Our divine activities are connected. Whether you hate people from China or not, you are connected somewhere someday. Whether you hate the, the Caribbeans or not, you are connected someday, somewhere. 
like I will always tell uh, Mother Green. I said, I am the daughter you gave birth to and threw me, you threw me over the seas. I, and, and I landed in Africa and she would laugh. We are connected. It doesn't matter how we look, we are connected because we're told that God created Adam and Eve. So here, coming back to the point of forgiveness, I have heard people say, oh, I don't have to forgive him. He's not related to me. I don't have to forgive her. What, 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 what do we have in common? Hello, hello, hello. We have seen how Ruth walked into forgiveness and starts to and inherited the blessing of Abraham because Abraham prayed for all generations that are connected to his descendants. And Lot, the seed of Lot, returned to the house of Abraham after thousands of years. Even if it is just 100 years, they returned back home to Abraham. And that is what is going on. So here, today, before the time runs out, we now want to see how Joseph started walking another path, the, the, the actual path that would bring his brother, around for them to confess their sins and to make restitution, 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 that their relationship would be restored, that Joseph will see his brothers and his father again. He will see the envious people of his father's house who sold him into slavery, he will see them again. May the Lord bring us to a place where we can find restoration in our families. May the Lord bring us to a place where we will sincerely forgive and let go. Amen. Other than that, we cannot enter heaven. Because the Bible says, without forgiveness, there is no remission of sin. And the essence of this teaching that has taken so far about eight or nine months, about 10 months. Yeah, 10 months, because it will be one year in April when we started this teaching. We started forgiveness. We started the path of forgiveness in April, and next month is April. And you might be wondering, why is forgiveness taking so long? Because it's very difficult to forgive. The reason for different nations is because of unforgiveness. The reasons for different tribes and races is unforgiveness. 
the reason for different churches is because of unforgiveness. Different churches, different ministries, different uh, organizations. It's all because of unforgiveness. Bitterness, unforgiveness. What has increased suffering on earth is bitterness, anger, pride, arrogance, complexity. I am better than you are. Oh, I, 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 am, I, I have moved on. I don't belong to that place anymore. Oh, they are below me. Oh, they are too small. Oh, they don't earn what I earn. Oh, they don't drive the kind of car I drive. Pride. Selfishness. We don't realize that we came out of one tree, one seed, one family. And as long as you don't realize that we came out of one seed, we will never forgive one another. And no matter how much we are involved with other organizations and churches and so on, the, the determinant is forgiveness. Forgive and you shall be forgiven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive them that trespass against us. So when we come to that realization, we will now begin to understand why Joseph had a dream in his father's house when he was a young boy, a young teenager. Many years later, about 20 years later, that same dream will be manifested in Pharaoh. We have discussed the dream before, but I'll still remind you because we are now entering into another level in our discussion on forgiveness. So we realize that Joseph had dreams when all the sheep bowed to his and his brothers became envious and jealous. What is this dream that you are having? Even his father didn't understand. And his father made him a coat of many colors. The father didn't realize that the coat of many colors means that Joseph was going to be secretary general of United Nations, the prime minister of Egypt. And he was going to serve the whole world who will come and ask for grain. And you see, when he saw, when his grain, his sheep rose up and all other sheep bowed down, what happened? Now, the king of Egypt will have a dream. We are going to look at the dream and we compare that dream to the, to the dream. Next week, we will do that more into details. We will see how the dream that Joseph had is the same dream that Pharaoh will have 20 years later. And that was the point of reconciliation. Reconciliation. 
that Joseph's destiny will be connected to one King Pharaoh. Who are you? Who are you connected to? I have said to all of you, I said, write down some of your dreams that are reoccurring in different colors. The same dream will appear to you after five years and it looks like different, but it's the same dream. Some of you have been having the same dream and you don't understand. And I said, we are going to look into our dreams. So we are entering into a place where you will now look at the dream your father once had and told you, the dream your mother once had and told you, the dream your brother or sister once had and told you, the dream you yourself had once that you didn't understand. And so we are going to look at the dream of Joseph and the dream of Pharaoh and we'll see how the Lord has knitted our lives and destinies together. How we are connected in the realms of the spirit. How God has brought us together to work together. And if you don't understand and I step on your toe, you get angry, you pack your load and you go. But where are you going? We are supposed to fulfill a mission together. One has to sing. The other has to read the Bible. The other has to sweep. The other has to do the administrative work. The other has to teach. The other has to go and bring in the souls. We all have activities to perform, just like the body. The hand has its responsibility. The eyes has a responsibility. And when we're doing the Thursday uh, SOD extension, we, 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 saw, we saw where the eyes, okay? The eyes have a responsibility. The ears has a responsibility. The eyes of love, the ears of love, the mouth of love, the hands of love, the hearts of love, okay? So love is not one thing that just happened in your, in your secret heart, okay? Love causes your hand to move in a certain way to give. Love causes your eyes to see in a certain way to, to accept and to adapt. Uh, love has a way of moving your mouth to make a certain statement that you never knew you have to make. Because the, 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 the church is a body of Christ and we are a body of Christ. And we have to understand how God connects us together. You know, some people will come to me or they'll call me and say, the Lord told me to come to you. And then they see something and they get angry and they are gone. And then they'll say, oh, but somebody offended me. If God sent you, you don't know there'll be trial on the way. If God sent you, you don't know there'll be challenges and difficulties on the way. That the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The enemy will try to seal you out of your destiny. The enemy will try to discourage you from your destiny. 
The enemy wants to push you out of your destiny because the enemy is looking for disciples to go to hell with. He doesn't want you to go to heaven. He will do everything to discourage you. He will give you a bad eye instead of the eye of love. You start having the eye of hatred instead of the mouth of love. You start having the mouth of accusation and arguments and, and, and all kinds of uh, rubbish should be flowing out of your mouth and it will be coming from your heart because the heart has been contaminated. But we have to come to a place of realizing that we are connected and the enemy does not want us to fulfill our destiny. He will try to tear us apart. He will try to put hatred, anger, and envy, jealousy, strife in our midst, just like it happened between Abraham's servants and, and Lord's servants. There was strife envy, jealousy. And because of that, Lot has to separate. And at the end, what has happened? Lot ended up in a sin city, Sodom and Gomorrah, the Las Vegas of those days. So here, I want us to realize that our connection will not always be smooth. Our connection will not always be easy. But when we remember that, because of connection, Abraham interceded for Lot. Many years later, Lot's children will return back to Abraham. Lot is dead and gone. Abraham is dead and gone. But their children will reconnect because they are families. Their destiny are one. And today, to run up, we uh, the we can't we can't just touch the the, the 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 dreams now. But look at how God used the baker and the butler, their assignments, and their 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 weakness, with their weakness, their challenges, that ended them up in prison. And not a separate prison, but a prison where they'll be connected to Joseph. We are still talking about connection. They did something wrong. And their offense took them to where Joseph has been thrown into prison. And the baker was hanged. But the butler, who was very close to the king, returned. Who are you connected to? Thank you. How will you get to your destiny? God has chosen somebody in your life. Sometimes the person you think you want to marry will not be the person you marry. Somebody you really love might not be the person you marry. Somebody you didn't expect may be the person because there is connection. And sometimes, Somebody that you don't actually like is the one that God says you are the nose of that person. You are the eyes of that person. You are the ears of that person. So I want to encourage us that when you find yourself in an uncomfortable place, pray and say, God, why am I in this place? Joseph found himself in prison. God why am I in, in this place? Didn't you give 
Abraham a promise. And the baker will say, despite my position, why am I in prison? And the butler too will say, despite my position, why am I in this place in prison? Hello, there is a reason why God has placed you where you are. Ask God to show you why you are where you are. And I will give everybody an assignment. What is the reoccurring dream that you have in heaven? What is the reoccurring dream that every two years it comes back, every seven years it comes back, every particular month of the year, that dream comes back to you? Who are you connected to now that the person is frustrating you? You feel rejected, you feel unloved, you feel unaccepted. Sit down and start journey, write down your journey, your journey with your dreams, with your revelations, with the things you hear, the things you see, the things happening. You want to move on to where? Don't move on to the wrong place. Don't move on to the wrong place. Everybody bow down your heads and pray. Unmute yourself, unmute yourself now, please. Unmute yourself now. Because I want to hear the yes, amen. Unmute mm -hmm. yourself. Yes, everybody mm -hmm. pray for yourself now. Unless mm -hmm. you're at work, everybody pray for yourself now. Yes. What is a dream? What is a revelation? Yes, what is the occurrences? Reoccurring problems. Reoccurring challenges. You've been going around the circle and you are being recycled. What is that circle? Identify that circle. It's a circle of problems. Yes, there is a meaning to it. There is a purpose. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Like Joseph, you have been betrayed, you have been sold, you have been rejected. You don't feel you belong there anymore. But that is where God wants you to become productive. Father, we thank you and we bless you tonight, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Jehovah God, we pray for each and everyone on this. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah, Lord. Zoom right now. Yes, Lord. Yes, we pray for our relationship. We pray yes. for ourselves. Yes, Lord. Where they have been anger, anger. bitterness, strife, yes. jealousy, envy. Oh, you Lord. Thank you, Father, Jesus. Let us understand. Give me guidance, Father God. Help that Joseph was connected to the Ishmaelites and the Midianites that purchased him. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And Hello. took him to Potiphar's house. Oh, why am I going dream? And his going to prison was not in vain. Yes. It was to connect him to the powers that be. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The butler and the baker went to prison because yes. there is a connection. Yes. Father, Father yes, when Lord. we find ourselves in the valley, valley, let us not despise one another. Amen. 
Let us not abuse one another because somebody is going through the valley. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. But let us learn a lesson. Yes, Lord. Good. And let us be attentive to the connection in the Lord. Thank you, Lord. That Thank the name will be glorified in our lives and our Thank purpose will be fulfilled and we yes. shall Great. be elevated Great. in our destiny. In destiny. Amen. 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 Any reflection, reflection or question? Question first. Any question? If there is no question, then let's have a reflection, please. Okay, Dr. no question. Okay. Dr. Polly. Yes, please. I'll give my reflection. All right, go on, please. Propose. This is Angelique, and what I learned from tonight's teaching is that um greed so the character traits of greed envy and jealousy will cause us to have to pay for our repercussions so we will have to pay the debt for how we lived how we treated people how we spoke to people and so on and also i learned that we are all connected and it all starts our connection all starts from not only god but adam and eve and also, God will use anything and anyone to bring us together and our destinies to connect. So God will use, say, somebody in like their job to cause them to get into a higher position or somebody will will point out to a student like, hey, you should tap into this mentor and you never know years on years later, they may get into a higher place and so on. So we are all, we all have destiny helpers at the end of the day. It just depends on how we connect ourselves and how open we make ourselves to be. And also I learned that Ruth walked into forgiveness and she inherited the blessings of Abraham because she was connected to him. And also along with jealousy and envy, if we have unforgiveness, pride and selfishness, it will cause us to not enter into heaven because at the, at the end of the day, we're not free. We're not, we're not showing or displaying the character of Christ because we're so corrupt by the ways of sin and the enemy and so on. So it's very important that if we want to get into heaven, that we examine ourselves and examine how are we treating not only ourselves, but those who are around us. And if anyone is contributing to us acting like that, we have to talk, go back to them and, you know, figure out ways to mend ways and so on and also when it comes to Joseph Joseph had dreams and many just like his father they won't understand your dreams or they won't understand what they are giving to you and how it represents your destiny your future so 
It's just it, with Joseph, it just proves that many won't understand your dreams or what they are giving to you at that moment. But and it just goes back to his coat of many colors because it just proves that he'll be a good leader in future. And uh, at the end of the day, we all have responsibilities on earth and we all have to fulfill them. And so it's just very important that we go back to God and ask him, what is our purpose? Like, what do you want me to do on earth? And, you know, pay attention to what he wants us to do and what he has called us to do. And God will send He'll send us, we as Christians, our main goal is to evangelize and go out and let others know that Jesus is, that Jesus loves them. So wherever we go, because, you know, God sends us where he calls us to be. So it is important that we understand or notice the trials that that may come ahead and know that with God, we have courage. We can be strong and have good courage. And any time where the enemy wants to come in the way, we could back up the enemy with the word of God. And that's what I learned. Amen. Amen. Shall we all appreciate the All right. Before we take the next question or uh, the next question, Minister Rosalind, uh, please lead us in, in prayer of forgiveness for just uh, three minutes. And... Uh, I, I, I will I will be back soon. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Lead us in prayer for three minutes. I'll be back right now. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lord. Deliver 
Almighty God and Father. Deliver us. Thank you, Lord, that continue to watch us. We ask you, Almighty God and Father, that you will help us, Lord, to continually seek in all things you do and undertake, mighty God and Father. Help us to seek you, O Lord God Almighty. In the mighty name of Jesus. Help us to inquire of you, O Lord God And when you speak, O Lord God, help us to hear your voice. In the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, and even your voice in the time of trouble. You shall hide us in your pavilion. Yes, Lord God. Seek of your tabernacle, Lord God, you shall hide us. Yes, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that despite it all and through it all, Father God, you shall set us upon a rock. Yes, You shall hold our head, Almighty Father, to be lifted up above our enemies. Yes, Lord. us, O God. We thank you, Lord God, that you will cause us to be joyful together in the mighty name of Jesus. That we will sing praises unto you, O Lord God. That we will exalt your name together, O Lord God Almighty. That, Father Almighty God, we will give glory unto you, Lord, for your encouragement, for your upliftment, O God, for your comfort, and for your keeping care, O Lord God Almighty. We thank you, O Lord God, that you do hear our cry when we call upon you. We thank you, Lord, that you will hear us and you will answer. We thank you, Almighty God and Father, that when we seek your face, Almighty God and Father, when we humble ourselves before your God, you will hear from heaven and you will have mercy. Teach us, O Lord God, how to wait upon you, Almighty God and Father. Teach us, O Almighty God and Father, that how to patiently wait, O God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Teach us, O Almighty God and Father, to allow you, Father God, to do what only you can do concerning us, mighty God and Father. That, Lord God, even as you seek to execute your plan concerning us, Almighty God and Father, that, Lord God, we will not exercise permissive will, O Lord God, but we will allow you, Father God, to move mightily on our behalf. Yes. In the mighty name of Jesus. That, Lord God, we will stand still and we will see the manifestation. As you work your purpose out, O Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Help us, O Lord God, Mm. even so to humble ourselves before you. Mm. In the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus. Father Almighty God, remove Mm. any pride Mm. from us, Almighty God and Father. Remove every anger from us. Remove the spirit of impatience from us, Almighty God and Father. In the mighty name of Jesus. Remove every spirit of procrastination from us, O God. In the mighty name of Jesus. And fill us with a spirit of obedience, O Lord God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Teach us, O Lord God, to hear your voice. In all we do and undertake. That when when you speak, O Lord God. He will hear you clearly. Mm. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. With diligence, we will obey your voice, Almighty God and Father, mm. that we may see the manifestation of your goodness mm. in our lives, yes, in the lives of our family members, yes, and in overcomers' house, O oh Lord God. In the mighty name mm. of Jesus, mm. mighty God and Father, yes. we give you thanks yes. and we give you praise. Oh Lord God most high, mm. in the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus. Your word says, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the, in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Amen. Be of good courage, Amen. and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, I say on the Lord. Amen. Thank you for your word. Amen. And we ask the Almighty God and Father to remove from us every spirit of impatience. Yes, Lord. Consider our blessings, O God. Yes, yes, Lord. Every spirit of impatience, Almighty God, impatience. that will prevent us, Lord God, from allowing you, Father God, to work your perfect will in us. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus, Amen. give glory unto you, Father, Amen. in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Shall we all say amen? Amen. 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 Any question? Amen. Any more questions? Dr. Polly. Yes, please. Um, when uh, I have a um, a couple of days, last week somebody asked me, if I could give them a hundred dollars, but I know how um, this person um, lifestyle is. So because I know I have a lot of stuff thing coming in to do that's coming up, I told them I don't have it to give to her because she didn't say to borrow, she said to give. And I want to know if I did something wrong by not giving it to her. I mean, um. I, 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 I was just thinking about, you know, she asked for it and I said, no, and I know I have it, but I didn't have it to, to give it. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, this is where we have to be wise. Yes. The Bible says in James, it says, ye ask and ask amiss. Okay. There is a time uh -huh. that people ask to waste what they have, what they are asking for. When people are asking for what they don't need, but they want, there's a difference between wants and need. Mm -hmm. Want is you just want it, but need is a necessity. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have to differentiate between wants and need. For instance, if the person is going to school and the person need money to either take a transport mm -hmm. or to buy food during lunch time, during lunch break, or to buy a book or to pay for uh, exam. That is mm -hmm. a need, all right? Yeah. But if somebody just like to buy, mm -hmm. 
to solve uh-huh. when they don't have in the when past she asked me to, to take out credit card for that tell her no i don't do those things okay so okay. yeah you know yeah to get stuff so i said you don't need to buy that stuff so and that, that's why I, I was like you know and yeah, I, okay. I, yeah don't say too much all that yeah. we 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 all need that lesson when should we give what should we give you know you think it happens to you you alone <laughs> somebody called me and asked me uh for some money and i said i don't have it the person was telling me how i could go to the government and collect that money and give it to <laughs> why didn't he he go to the government exactly i told him i said i don't do stuff like that he said aren't you an american citizen you can get it somebody told me that this is how they get money from the government i said okay i said thank you for giving me that uh, idea but i'm sorry i cannot i cannot be preaching with one side of my mouth and Uh lying on the other side of my mouth Uh you know you are teaching me to go and steal and then when it comes to going to jail who will go to the jail he's a thief (laughs) so uh you are not the only person people send me long letters every day all right and i tell them i don't have it and truly i don't have it even if I have it, I have bills to pay. Yeah. You know, it's different when we, if somebody asks me for school fees, I usually pay the school fees directly to the institution. I don't give the money to them. Send me the name of the institution. I inquire and I will ask, do they know somebody like this? Is the person owing? Sometimes they say they don't have any student by that name. Goodbye. But if that institution tells me, yes, they have somebody by that name, I want to know the record of the school. I want to know whether it's not a secret school or a made-up school. So we have to be judicious. We have to use our money wisely. Mm-hmm. Some people don't want to work. They just want to be taken from people to please their lifestyle. So my dear, don't even complain. You haven't sinned, okay? Okay. Yeah, let the person go and work. <laughs> the thing is, she works and she's a really she does real estate. She's in all these things, and I was like, why you can't have money? Because of their lifestyle. So yeah, okay, all right. Any other? The Bible says, "He who refuses to work should not eat." <laughs> Any other? All right, okay. Uh, all right, so let's close for the night. Or Oh, we did one reflection. Can we have a second reflection so people can remember? A second reflection? Uh, I'll give what I have, Dr. Pauline. Okay. You refer to um, the pastor, um, Dr. Enoch Adebo, a revelation about forgiveness. A man whose faith had been tested He said how he gave his life to Christ was because of one of his son. Uh, He was seeking help for his son. 
and you know he had an encounter with the Lord. As a result, he gave his life, you know, to Christ. And he talked about churches that are full of people who are not ready for heaven because of jealousy and envious, uh, you know, unforgiveness. So we must begin to examine our Christianity. You ask, you, you talk about what is happening in Russia and Ukraine. What um, you refer to what was happening between Joseph and his brothers, because Russia, Ukraine, Poland, and all those countries, um, you know, are related in some way or another. Uh, Joseph was sold into slavery, but the slave buyer that bought Joseph were his cousins. The Ishmaelites and the Midianites were his stepbrothers to Isaac. They were worldly nation who trade gold and oil. The Midianites bought Joseph and sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites, which were his cousins. That reflect the same manner in which Jesus was sold. And you talk about our greedy, envy, jealousy, and selfishness that will cause us to do things that we are not to do regardless of the repercussion. We, you know, we do it you know, uh, for self-gratification, but we don't think about, you know, the repercussion that we'll suffer uh, as a result of, you know, the things that we do that we're not supposed to do. God will use something to bring us together because of our lives and our destiny are connected. We have seen how Ruth walked into forgiveness and inherited the blessing of Abraham. We want, we want to see how Joseph started walking with the path, walking the path that will cause his brother to admit their wrongs so their family would be restored before their father died. And, you know, you said every family should strive for that, you know, because, you know, you know, in families like jealousy, envy, covetousness, you know, like tear families apart. So we should strive to, you know, you know, you know, settle or iron out our differences where the family will be restored. Uh, you went on to say, it is very difficult to forgive. Different churches and organization comes about because of unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is because of pride, arrogance, and bitterness, just to name a few. When we come to the realization that Joseph had a dream into his father's house, the dream that is still manifesting today because the king of Egypt, you know, which was fair at the time, had the same dream Joseph had 20 years ago. Uh, you look at how dreams uh, are connected You and you wanted us to look at how our dreams are connected, what our dreams are connected in us to. We're all connected because we are the body of Christ. The enemy will try to tear us apart with strife, with jealousy and envy. But God, you know, but uh, uh, this is where we need to pay attention to, you know, you said like when people, there are times when people start looking at us with, you know, bad eyes or they might bad mouth us or they try to put us down, you know, you know, to the point where we might feel rejected and, you know, like we're not, you know, wanted or we're not being in that environment. But we should not let that deter us. We should press on because the enemy 
we use stuff like that to cause us to walk out of our will, you know, the, uh, out of our destiny rather, you know, we will, we, because of, you know, you know, like penetrating or paying attention to, you know, those things will eject ourselves from our destiny. So we should, in situation like that, we should focus more on God. You said, you know, when we're in certain situation, we should go back to God and ask, why are we in those situations? God will use the baker and the butler to connect to Joseph. You ask, who are we connected to that would get us to our destiny? And when we find ourselves into uncomfortable places, we should pray and ask God, why are we in that place? What is reoccurring dreams that we are having? And are we writing them down? We should write them down, write the journey down. The, the journey of our dreams down and you know our revelation um there are times when we find ourselves going around in circle or we have a circles of problem that uh have you know we, we we are not yet seeing the meaning to it but eventually we will begin to see the meaning of the circles of problems that we are having even right now what uh you ask you ask again what are the circles of problem we are having right now and when are we going through the, when we are going through the valley, we should not let it uh, despise, we should not, you know, despise others or, you know, when we are going through our valley, we should not despise each other, but instead we should work with each other. And, um, you know, because as you said, we are connected, you know, and um, some of it I didn't get that supporting, but I just, you know, want to stop there because you know you, you show you know in one way or more how we are connected to each other and you know just like you know in Joseph's situation with his family sometimes you know we are all the time we are fighting you know against our family and sometimes we don't even realize that you know they have a saying that says you know if the family is not in it um you know like if something bad happened and the family is not in it then it didn't happen bad but um you know, we should try to, as you said, like recognize, you know, you know, even the challenges that we are faced with and the circles of cycle that we are going through, we should try to pinpoint something. You know, last week I heard you talk about, um, it wasn't last week, I think it was the week before in um, the school of deliverance, you was talking about a lady who had um, some challenges and um, she started, you know, going to work one day, she started you know, saying to herself, I'm not going to lie because her boss wanted her to lie. And when she lied, it was creating, it was, you know, contributing to the challenges that she was facing. And she went to work and for a whole day, she kept reciting, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. People didn't understand where she was coming from. They didn't understand what she was going through, but she herself knew what she was going through, what she was going through. And she knew what she wanted. So regardless of her, they tried to swear into you know, telling a lie or doing something contrary to what she wanted and what she was reciting. She didn't fall for that. She held on to what she wants. She held on to what she believed in. She held on to what she want to happen. And that's what happened. And, you know, that's what we should strive for. Like, you know, it helped her. It, 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 in some way, it, um, it, you know, she got her breakthrough just by, you know, tapping into it, you know, or doing what part of what is required for her to get our breakthrough. So sometimes we ourselves are going through circles of cycles, but what are we doing in the midst to come or to embark on our breakthrough? 
So, you know, this teaching is very, very interesting. And um, it should teach us to, you know, like pay close attention to what is going on around us, in our environment, in our family, in everything that we're faced with. And I just want to stop there, Dr. Paul. Amen, amen, amen. Shall we all just appreciate uh, Evangelist Sarah? Amen. 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 All right, Reverend Athene, announcements before we go? Just to remind us that this Sunday, we have Harvest Sunday, um, the time when we're bringing our first fruit for our first fruit blessing. Um, on Saturday the 19th, um, Maryland have their harvest service. And on the 26th of this month, we have... Um, SOD surgery. So we'll be doing ministration on the 26th of March. Um, so those are some of the announcements. And this Saturday is evangelism. This Saturday is evangelism. Yes, they meet at 11 o'clock. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Please post all the announcements on the platform so that people can remember. All right, Saturday, evangelism, Sunday, uh, harvest, and then next week, Friday and Saturday, we are in Maryland. All right? Okay. So thank you all for coming, and God bless you. And remember to read the stuff I said you should read on, uh, on our platform. Okay, so let's share the grace, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The, the, love of God, the love of God and, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall be in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Good night. God bless you and have a sweet dream. Good night.